Hello, I'm Francesco Ferro from PAL Robotics. You are listening to Transit Lounge Radio at Login 2018. Wonderful. It's such a pleasure to have you in the Transit Lounge, Francesco. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about your robotics company and what it is that you're doing? PAL Robotics is a company made of 40 people now and is making humanoid robots since 2004. We are specialized on uh, humanoids but we are also providing different solutions for healthcare, for uh, light industry, and also for retail. Like, for example, the Stockboard robot, that is a robot that is, is doing uh, every day autonomous inventory mm, stock, so if management of the stock in a retail environment, so with the clothes and, and so on, based on RFID technology and also on vision. And so these, these are really working robots, these are not pleasure robots? Yes, it's not only for entertainment. We have also service robots that, yes, is uh, giving us uh, interaction, for example, in event. Just right now in Barcelona, we are attending a SEAL exhibition with the RIM robot, and so it's providing services through the touch screen, shaking hands and interact with people. And so this is one other thing that we are doing. But then we are focus also so providing a platform, robust platform for research and for innovation center. I think I saw that you, your robots operate on Ubuntu, is that right? Yes, that's it. But not only Ubuntu. Our, our robots are working also with the de facto standard middleware in robotics that is called ROS, that is Robotic Operating System. <laughs> and so it's uh, the... the Yes, the de facto standard middleware, and uh, this is very, very helpful for uh, the research. And so all the researchers, the computer science can, can do a lot of very, very good stuff with robots. And uh, we also put uh, online open source simulation, so the dynamic uh, model of the robots. And, uh, and what we are doing, for example, with different mm, university and students, uh, they are using our robots uh, online in the simulator, and then they can just test it remotely oh, wow. without changing any line of code. That this <laughs> is the, the point. Yeah. That's amazing. So you're really very open in terms of like offering this technology to people to, to explore and to use to try and solve yeah. their challenges. So what are some of the ways that people are, are using it? What sort of things are you seeing happening in this research field? What we detect in the last 14 years that we are working on, on robotics is that uh, all the companies just think that uh, we have the solution, so we can do whatever, so we can conquer the world, and this is not true. So now we are more and more in a connected world, we have to create connection, and we have to work together in order to solve the real challenges. So at the moment you can see that everybody is speaking about robotics, but uh, where are the robots? <laughs> Indeed, have I you haven't <laughs> I haven't spoken to a robot yet. <laughs> so this is a big gap. So in research, in university, they are doing incredible stuff, very good things in interaction, whatever. But uh, in order to put it in the real world, there's a lot of work that has to be done. There's plenty of space on a lot of company. You can create a lot of work. And so this is exactly what we have to do because these kind of robots that we firmly believe on service robotics can really improve the quality of life of our people. And do you think, because I, I know that um, the robot Sophia was granted citizenship last year by Saudi Arabia, do you think that this is something that uh, will continue? Do you think that robots will become citizens? I was reading so that there are some like, you know, there are some c questions or concerns around this area, like what makes the robot actually unique? Because as, as a citizen, you have a unique identity. It's like your fingerprint, your iris, yeah. your DNA. So how can a sort of a, a, a robot actually be 
equivalent to a human in that way. For sure, with Sofia, I think that is more a provocation than other things. But uh, <laughs> yes, the idea is uh, there's uh, a lot of things that now we are uh, just facing in a robotics world that uh, is liability of the robots. What happened with an autonomous robot when something goes wrong? Look at Uber, for example, that had some, uh, some issue with the autonomous car. What happened with this? And uh, sometimes we have to be very careful in order to don't cross the line of ethics. There's also ethic robotics that just started after the creation of our company because it was started in 2005 in Rome, in the ICRA, one of the most mm, biggest EU conference all around the world about robot automation, robotic automation. And uh, the ethics is another big issue, but liability at the moment is important because what's happened with all these robots? Because fail and we fail, human phase, as, but we have a responsibility behind. And what happened with robots? This is a big issue and the w we have our solution, but we don't know. We have to make all together, find the, the right way in order to don't stop the innovation and the creation and the help of these robots in the real world just because of this. So that's different solution, just take the best one. So you do, you do have a solution for this? Like, do you think the singularity is, is real? Do you think the robots will rise up and take over at some point? <laughs> no, at all. Uh, my, my point of view is that at the moment, the robots uh, is uh, so smart and clever, uh, take into account on the designer that is behind it. So <laughs> at the moment, all the robots uh, are uh, controlled, and so there's the control. And uh, from social point of view, there's another interesting thing in robotics, that is we have to take into account that uh, the big, uh, let me say, enemy of robotics up to s for some years ago, it was exactly the human, because we are very aggressive animals. So we used to kill whatever is uh, a problem or could be a problem in the future. We did it with nature, with animals, and we constantly do it. As now, with the robots, we have demonstrated that could be very useful. And so thanks to that, we are now changing our things. That is something that, for example, in the east part of the world, it was completely different. It was already like this. Now we are changing with the collaboration, so we have more and more robots. People uh, are not scared anymore, and so they can see the real uh, you know, things that uh, they can do with robots, and this is a very important thing. So you're actually advocating for the ethical treatment of robots. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, actually, looking at the design of your robot, it's, uh, there's something really cute and happy about it. It also reminds me, this is the Ream-C, human-sized yeah. biped for service. It reminds me a little bit of the robots in, fr in Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Yeah. You know, Maria, this sort yeah. of slightly art deco yeah. face. And I mean, in Metropolis, she came to a, a, a bad end. She was burnt as a witch, yeah. which um, was not so good. But you also have very different other styles of some of the robots. Tirago, collaborative space. mobile mm. mid... Oh, yeah. that's a very different this looking face. And the, the Tiago, for example, is the acronym for uh, take it and go. So it's a, ma a manipulator with only one arm, but it's very used now. We, we did a lot of pilot in healthcare, in elderly care, and also in the light industry for logistics tasks. And uh, this one, you can, uh, if you see at the face of the robot, probably you can see or you can uh, see our inspiration that from one side is a mix between Wally, -E ET, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's something that uh, is also very helpful in order of appearance because we love to communicate and interact with a human form. So it helps a lot the communication and interaction with the human robots if the robots have an appearance of humanoids. So this is exactly the point. For this reason, we try to have robots that are uh, 
cute but at the same time functional. For example, the Tiago have a very large workspace in order to take things from the floor, put up to one meter eighty. You know, it's something that could be very useful in our home, for example, and at the same time cute. So <laughs> a lot of things could be done. <laughs> so you're really you're making kind of robots more integrated with human society, I guess. Correct. We have to think a robot like another tools that we could have, for example, in our home or also on the street that could uh, be helpful for us. So the, we have stopped to put all the focus on the robot, that the robot will do everything. No, the robot will be another tool that we could make our life better. And so what is your vision for the future and how do we get there? Uh, at the moment, I can say how we can get there. That is just uh, putting a lot of passion, a lot of motivation is something that I, I one of the messages that I send at the end of the presentation here in login. And, uh, and uh, the idea is that there's a lot, a lot, huge amount of work that has to be done in order to make this robot better and better every day. And so this is how we can do this, with clever idea. And most of the time, the clever idea is not something that you can purchase it. So the, you can't go to the supermarket uh, and take a clever idea. So it's something that uh, uh, has to be worked on with small teams, with clever people that could make uh, things that uh, works for real. Then, uh, in my opinion, the first, so the closest uh, future is to have more and more collaborative robot. And uh, what I would really love to see is robot that could help at home. And so this is the real challenge. So having someone that could uh, make my bed every morning, <laughs> cleaning my, my clothes and make the, the, the washing machine. And uh, yes, probably also make some uh, uh, juice for me, you know, and uh, help in the house. <laughs> so you'd never be lonely again. <laughs> Uh, this is another thing that we experimented for real. So <laughs> we have several pilots with robots in the houses. Yeah. And uh, um, at the end, after one week, more or less, people that see that the robot could be very helpful for some task, then have some this kind of trust on the robot and mm -hmm. it's another companion. So it's a companion that you could have at home that you can move and interact. So it's not only a screen like TV or tablet or your mobile phone or your smartphone, you know, but it's something that you can interact with. And so it's something that could help. You develop an emotional interaction with it, which I think, I mean, people are quite emotional with their smartphones even. They, they, those sort of technologies that become an extension of us and that we're very attached to. Like, I think there are some, maybe some concerns or issues with the sort of the, you know, emotional intimacy with a robot. Like, do you think that would replace humans in some way? Or do you think that it will be kind of in a very specific area? that people like are connected to like their robot friends or companions? Wow, it's very large open question. <laughs> so uh, speaking on the home task, for example, uh, I think that the first thing has to be about the uh, use cases, so functionality of the robot. Uh, then uh, the companion and all this stuff is, in my opinion, consequences of, of it. Because yes, uh, sometimes we have seen also with car that uh, a lot of people call uh, with a with a person name uh, their own car because it's something that is useful for them. So they they love it to go and uh, driving and whatever. So it's something that will happen. But we have to don't forget that the first thing has to be the functionality. So we have to have the robot that is doing something and not only entertainment, okay? So the robot has to be a tool more that could help us. And this is one side. Then from the other side about job and all the other question, in my opinion, robots has to retake 
the place that was still by humans at the moment <laughs> because I visit a lot of industry, a lot of factories where the humans at the moment are the robots. And it's not a joke, it's something that uh, is very bad. I've seen people working eight or more hours making some very repetitive task that is not created any added value. And so I think that this person can help a lot in a different kind of jobs and uh, they are in some kind of obligate to make this because they have to earn something to, to you know to have uh, their life so it's, it's a big changes that we have to take into account and this is something that uh, is not only the roboticist or the politician that can do alone but it's all the society we have to seriously think about it take all the opportunity for example to to have a new courses uh, for example to to maintain the robot, to make the support of the robot. We are creating now with all the roboticist company that, that are opening now a lot of jobs. And this is something that it changed, like, like it happens with the internet and computer science. So 10 years ago, we, we, we never expected to have uh, so many jobs about uh, AI or whatever. So, so it's something that will change. So we will have different kind of jobs using more and more our brain, our um, capability, creativity also, in order to have smart solution. And this is something that, yes, is, is happening. Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> Sounds like the future might be getting better. <laughs> thank yes. you so much for joining me. It really okay. was a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> thank you and thank you to everybody. Bye.